0: i here. Welcome to another episode of Table for One for June 7th, 2019. It is a Friday. Thank the Lord. Thank God it is Friday. I sincerely hope that whatever goals you set to accomplish this week were fulfilled. And if not, there's always, next week. And guys, I want to give my thanks and shout outs to all of my fans and supporters, also to all of my co-hosts, guest hosts. You know who you are. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. We're you know good friends, compadres, hermanos, hermanas. I really do appreciate all of you uh, being on the show, taking any part of of this podcast. And yeah, just want to get that out of the way. Also, a few news tidbits because I love hearing myself talk. No, I don't. It's actually kind of irritating hearing myself talk, but I I do it because, you know, I I have a lot to say and I feel like the stuff that has to be said, you know, needs to be said. And I don't know, maybe you guys enjoy my voice. I don't know. If not, it's all good. Uh, But for those who do, Thank you. I will definitely get you an oatmeal pie. Also yummy, also delicious. Uh, two bucks for a box of 12, so I got you, no worries. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you know, all sweet uh, corner store uh, goodness. The website, roomprimetv.com, I since fixed it. I guess you can say in in the error, I, I kind of fixed it. Uh, it is now RubinPrimeTV.com slash, because you know, got to be fancy with that, home. So com slash home. That is the new launching pad, the new uh, uh, URL for uh, the website for this podcast. Also, Speaking of podcasts, because, you know, the king of segues here, and I, I don't own one, uh, not yet. I have a a new page on the podcast. You know, I decided just to, instead of it being the about page, I then switched it up. So now it is roomprimetv.com slash podcast. So you will go there if you just want. To skip all the, the BS, you know, straight to the point. And for those who like to be straight to the point, direct, I love you, truly do. <laughs> uh I have basically moved all of the, the feeds, uh, the links for the podcast on my social media is on... The podcast page, so rather than scrolling down and tiresome, the podcast page will now be where the feeds and uh, embedded players for TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher will be on uh, for now on, and also be updating it to to include badges and whatnot for iTunes, uh, Spotify. Uh, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. And on the homepage is where I have articles. So I have well not articles, Priscilla. Let me let me not lie here. Come on now. Don't 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 do that. You will now see uh you know, all the art, the the lovely photos that you see for the uh the podcasts. I in you know, a little section, you know, in, in grid form, I have now the spotlighted and upcoming podcast episodes. So that way, for those episodes that interest me or have a lot of listens, you know, views, it's on there. So that way people can uh, get a link to, the, you know, to the episode itself. And I'll be adding more soon, but I just don't want to make the, the website too, you know, the page too crowded. I don't want to make it too crowded. So, yeah, that's the, that's, you know, for, you know, website-wise. But on the merch front, I I have a merch store. It's on Teespring. Uh, the Search Room Prime TV. It is where I have a... Have a sticker. Those who love stickers, you know, just slap it on your on your phone case. Don't do it on your phone, please don't, because then the retail the resale value of it was gonna drop down. Um And uh, I apologize, you know, having a roomprimeTV.com sticker uh, drops down the value of your iPhone or Android device. But maybe I'll be making cases in the future. I don't know, but. You know, that's something down the line, but for now, I just have a sticker, a die-cast, so it's just the the logo. And as well as I have a classic t-shirt with the logo, the same logo that's on the sticker, and you see all over the podcast whatnot. It will be on that, and a tri-blend tee, so it's really nice. actually own one myself. Uh, Really dope really crisp clean it feels really good on the skin and yeah like if you guys want to cop one please do please 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 do i, I won't stop you uh i ain't trying to make you know well, i'm not gonna lie i am trying to make money but i'm not gonna sell them for like 56 bucks hell no you know just throw a high number out there but no just just for people who support me and want to support me more and have the, the brand recognition and, hey, you know, advertisement. And also, uh, speaking of merchandise and art and logos, in the near future, I will have a call to action uh, every Friday. If, uh, you know, the Lord permits it, I will have a call to action where I will... Have a segment on the podcast that will be uploaded on Friday. You know, just spotlighting, and also this will be on the website too, just coming up with stuff on the fly. I will be having a spotlight of sorts for content creators, uh, graphic designers, uh, streamers, what have you, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, also, fellow podcasters, like I, I definitely want to have a spotlight with fellow podcasters and an aspiring artist because I feel like if this platform, you know, I just don't want it to be me just you know talking you know to y'all whatnot. You know, I do want this to be interactive. Also, I do want this uh, to be where people can find out more about uh, the people and things that I I believe and support in supporting. And it will be really dope just to have that call of action, you know, call for action, and have people on or just spotlight people. If they can't get on, if they don't want to, but they still want me to shout them out, that's cool, too. So in the near future, I'll be doing that. Just got to get the, the kinks out. Got to get the details out. And, of course, I'll be shouting out, you know, my my. My friends, you know, like I was saying earlier, my mi amigos, uh, hermanos, hermanas, because uh, without them, like they were the ones who told told me, hey, you know, it's, you know my real my real name, hey Caesar, you know, get this get this podcast going, like you just start. There's no better time than the present, you know. Starting out and start later, you know. And you know we're here now, and i I'm grateful I'm happy you know this is a hobby of mine, and I want to continue to do this hobby and yeah like it's it's uh it's an adventure, it's a journey, and I can't wait to see where this journey will go, so without getting too much rambly because I am mr you know Mr Ramble's here, I want to get into tonight's topics which is uh the dark phoenix film you know my review my take on the film it's issues of course because it was played with issues also i run down some of the we we go through the timeline of the x-men films excluding a few because i didn't watch a few um that being uh We'll we'll go over, we shall go over the ones I didn't watch, but I'm just gonna go over, um, the film, filmography of of the X-Men, and just explaining some of the best and some of the worst, state my reasons, uh, why they were bad, why they were good, and we will definitely get this someday going, so, yeah, first off, these X-Men films spawned from the year 2000 through 2019, which this is the year we're in currently. Uh, for those keeping up at home, it's just incredible. 20, just basically 20 years, we had uh, X-Men films, and the issue was that it was very inconsistent. These films, they had, their, they had their hits, they had their highs and lows, but a lot of times they swung and missed. And the only three films that actually hit a home run were X-Men 2, even though we can say the first X-Men, because the first X-Men wasn't, you know, as bad because, you know, without the first, you can't have the second, of course. But X-Men 2, Days of Future Past, and... Logan, and you can't even lump in the original X-Men in 2000, so it's four. Because without, again, without X-Men 1, you wouldn't have X-Men 2, and so on and so forth. So, these these four films, I'm going to just break it down. These four films were good. Because they had, they introduced... You know, they, the characters translated well. The, the actors who portrayed them, uh, how they were written, the action—it really, it really translated well in in the big screen at the theaters. As well as you have your protagonists, you have your antagonists, and you had the the setting. Or settings surrounding the good guy, the bad guy, and the supporting cast for the good guys and the bad guys. So, it really, these films really helped. It also tells a story. And how we can can actually relate to whole humans versus mutant things without getting too into politics. Because it kind of makes sense that in these, you know... The mutants are minorities because they really are minorities, and it's it's fitting. It's really fitting that a lot of you know a lot of these uh you know a lot of these uh, uh things in you know movies a lot a lot of things that we watch and see we can relate to them, and the fact that yeah mutants make up a small bit of the population. But, you know, they're minorities, and, you know, I am speaking as a minority. You know, it feels pretty dope. But, again, without getting into too much politics, because, you know, social politics, social issues, that's for another episode. This is not it. You know, we're here to talk about, you know, X-Men and the new Marvel movie that was released. And it sucks, You know, talking about Dark Phoenix and why it wasn't so good and the issues that it had. Because, you know, we just had one of the greatest... Well, not like, to me, the, the, you know, the best Avengers film, to me, will be Infinity War. Because it doesn't have the original, the always tried and true formula, happy ending. It ended with the villain winning. And there was a reason why they did that, but, you know, you already saw Endgame, so I don't need to say anything. If you haven't watched it by this point, like, I don't know what's going on, there's actually virtually no excuse. Or if you don't care, if you don't care, it's fine. But it's a shame that we had a really good Marvel film in Endgame, and then we, we just come down to this, even though Dark Phoenix isn't isn't in the MCU, which is a shame because, of course, you know, two different studios uh, making the, the film. So, of course, you know, that, that's what we get. And it's a shame because it would have been really cool to have the X Men in Avengers because there, if again, you read the comics, you would have seen that they were there. But that's not a here or there because this is not the comics, this is the MCU you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, so that's what we got, we gotta deal with it until six, seven years into the future, if we're still here and haven't been, you know, kidnapped by aliens, you know, taken over by aliens, or, you know, blown sky high, you know, with uh, nuclear weapons, but hopefully we get to see, you know, X-Men in the MCU, because it'll be really dope to see them side by side with the avengers and you know it'll be real. it'll be like something like to just live just to see one, one of the things you know oh it's just it's entertainment it's blah, blah, blah. you know we we got x-men but they were never part of the of the cinematic universe because you know we're, we all had to have universes and, and worlds and, and films so it's a shame that now in twenty nineteen, like we, it's still don't have mutants and the X Men in the MCU because of uh, rights issues and different, uh, different movie studios with, with the rights and it, it sucks. But again, hopefully in in a few years we'll get that. But yeah, like. Anywho, so those four films I brought up: X Men, X Men Two, X Men Days of Future Past, and Logan. I will touch on the first three. I have not watched Logan. I will watch it, but with my full undivided attention, because I was as I was going through uh, X Men Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix it was just too, I just, I tapped out, but I kept it going, so I can, you know, do this podcast for you guys, because, you know, I love Apocalypse, he's one of my favorite mutants, you know, growing up, watching him in in the Fox version of X-Men, and X-Men Evolution, and it's just, it's just a shame that, again, Hollywood wet the bed. It could have been something, you know, it could have been, this. that movie could have been really good, but let's get on with the good. We gotta get on with the good. Alright, you know, let's get this show going. So, the first X-Men, of course, introduced uh, Logan or the Wolverine. Also, we get introduced to uh, Rogue, you know, in the beginning, you know, uh, Rogue discovers that, you know... She's a mutant, and she made out with, with a boy, and he got into a coma. He was put into a coma because, you know, Rogue's uh, abilities to drain the life force. But if she were to do that to a mutant, touch a mutant, kiss, touch, what have you, she will take some of, you know, they'll take uh, their, their powers. She'll be able to have their powers. But if she holds on too long and kisses too long, she can kill them. You know, she holds on for too long. So, of course, she runs away and tries to just escape and just run away because, of course, like it's. Even though it would be cool to, to have, you know, other people's powers, it, is, it does suck that you can't touch anyone. You can't be intimate with anyone without putting them into a coma or killing them, so, that, you know, that sucks, but, you know, if you're using it to take other minions' powers and, you know, use their abilities, that's dope, that's cool, but, yeah, regardless, uh, we we get introduced to her and to Wolverine, uh, drifting, and we get to, we, we get into we get into the world, and then we get int- introduced to Charles Xavier, Um, after the X-Men, uh, rescued, uh, Logan and Rogue from, from, uh, Sabretooth. Because, of course, Sabretooth was trying to get Rogue at the time. We thought it was Wolverine. And, you know, Wolverine and Sabretooth, they have that ever, you know, that, that internal rivalry, which is dope. Like, we, we like that. Yeah, and it's a shame that I wasn't brought up more in the first X-Men film. That was one of the gripes, like, that I wasn't, um, brought up. Um, well, he was killed off. <laughs> he was killed off, which just sucks. That that was one of the mistakes. They shouldn't have killed Sabertooth. I don't know if there was, like, the, the person that they had cast, like, didn't want to do the second one. I don't know. But that, that was a bit, that was a bit of a mistake. Yeah, that, that was just something. Yeah, that... He he was, he he did the role justice but we didn't see enough of him. But yeah, we get introduced to Storm, Cyclops, uh Gene Gray, and then we get introduced to Charles Xavier in the school and we get to learn more about uh you know, about Charles and, and just the introduction to the school you know, to the mansion and it was, you know, still the, the movie aged well. The movie um, still holds up after all these years, and of course, Magneto. We get, you know, many cast of characters, and you know, this film had it all. This film had, you know, you know, of course, the, the cast. You gotta have a good, uh, a good cast of actors and actresses to play these characters, and they and they they did. They delivered on that. Um, and it was slow rolling at first because of of course you can't, you know, you gotta, you gotta ease into it. And this film did so well that we had a second film and the second film, while well, the first film did, you know, it was okay. It wasn't too bad. The second film was a real improvement. It was a, it was such a great improvement over the first one. Uh of course we get introduced to more mutants in you know in the man, you know in the mansion and the school. Uh we got a good antagonist in Willem Stryker who has you know connection with Wolverine and that's you know, of course Wolverine gets character development more to his character, more layers to his character. And you start getting flashbacks about him being experimented on and we see how how like such a dick but methodical and cerebral Willem Stryker is. You know, getting you know, getting the blueprints and the schematics for for the mansion and riling up all the kids in the school and also uh you know, to experiment on and Logan just going just berserker mode, just going this ape shit on you know, on the soldiers. I was really like I love Wolverine when he's just hacking and slashing. You know, because he's he's an animal. He's just just going hacking and slashing. Like that's what we love. That's what we love. Wolverine is going crazy. Get his anti claws out. Just just going ham. Going you know bananas. Go bonkers. <laughs> uh, inside jokes. But it, it was a really good film. You know, we get to know more about Logan. We get introduced to William Stryker. And in the Weapon X project, we we found out, you know, during, during the movie. I, I wish it was mentioned more, but regardless, we got little bits of it in the film. Um, we got also introduced to uh, Nightcrawler, you know, Kurt Wagner, and Iceman, Pyro, and we get to just see more, introduce to more characters. We get to know a little bit about them. As the film progresses, we see, like for example, Power. We get to see him just slowly, just go and switch sides. He joins up with Magneto at the end, and like he, you saw it. You saw how. Yeah, he was at at the school, but he wasn't really like he he was, you know, just like a, you know, a outlaw, a renegade. He he didn't want to follow the rules. He was a show off. He was kind of a dick. So of course, with him just being just very aggressive and and just not wanting to like not wanting to control his powers and, and not go crazy. He just you know, that scene when at Bobby's house the cops were called and he just blew all those um you know, police cars and he was going crazy. He wanted to kill. And that just let me know at the time, yeah, he's not one of the good guys. He's really not like by the end he's gonna he's gonna switch sides and of course like, duh because of course in the in the comic books, he joins up like with Wolverine. I mean, just he joins up with Magneto. Why did I say Wolverine? Yeah, he joins up with Magneto and crew with the Brotherhood. And I wish that, uh, I, I wish more, like, of course, because I, I, I grew up watching the cartoon. So it was, like, it, it would have been cool to see, like, more of the Brotherhood, like, like, you know, all of the, all the, uh, mutants from the Brotherhood, you know, but, fortunately, um, we didn't get that in this film, but, yeah, then, at the end, we get into, you know, we see that, of course, uh, Jean Grey and her character arc, slowly, she's, like, just losing control, and, you know, she's having, uh, trouble struggling, you know, she's having trouble and struggling with, you know, controlling her powers. And at the end, she sacrifices herself to save um, the rest of the X-Men, to get all the children out and, you know, the rest of the X-Men. And it it really does suck that, you know, of course, at the time, oh, man, she's you know, she's gone, but of course, she wasn't really gone, but that movie was really good, because it had, you know, the, all the acts, first, second, third act, awesome, good, good, also, um, uh, excuse me, um, Lady Deathstrike as well, like, played by Kelly Hugh, Mm. like, like, I love, just, I love, like, Just cold, vicious, Asian uh, antagonists. It's just something about them I love. And, of course, I I got my wish. (laughs) And no, not a fetish. I always, since I was little, since I was, like, before I became a teenager, always had a thing. This is a story time room, and I always had a thing. For Asian women, always, 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 always. My first crush was actually Lucy Lou, and of course, she was in Charlie's Angels, which also came out in 2000, I believe. So, yeah, like, uh, I had my, my first crush, like one of my first crushes, but she was like, like, way up there. Um, but yeah, just something about just cold, like calculated Asian, you know, Asian women that are portrayed as, you know, just killers in movies is awesome. I love it. I guess that's why I like them so much, but uh, regardless, we can move on to X-Men 3. And we can move on to X-Men 3. So this film well, I liked it. it had some parts that like um like it wasn't like it wasn't like oh my god it was like the, the the greatest ever like it, it it was okay it had the movie the movie was good, but it's just i don't know it was just like missing something I guess by the by the third act. It, it, it you know kind of like lost me. I don't like it was just weird. Like the first that they in the beginning, the movie was good, and then they then they killed off Cyclops. You know Jean Grey came you know returned as the Phoenix. Scott was hearing her you know hearing voices. It was her voice. It followed him to Aquaman Lake. Found her, they kissed, and yeah, he 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 dies, and at the end we find out, of course, that you know she killed him, but we you know of course um, everyone else didn't know, and then they uh, Professor X, and ironically, this is the thing like people didn't catch when he was teaching um he was lecturing his students in in, uh, in his class about transferring consciousness to you know to another person it was a good foreshadow and also the other foreshadow when he was talking to storm how someday he wants her to you know to head the school to be in charge of uh you know the school of the mansion and she immediately said, it's something you're not telling me. And he just, he, uh, Xavier didn't say that. He just left. And, you know, it was a lot of foreshadowing. I liked it. I definitely liked it. And I'm, I'm a sucker for foreshadowing. It's like great storytelling, but it's subtle. But of course, like the more you watch, oh yeah, I know it's going to happen, blah, blah. But it ha- has some great moments. Also, the, introdu- the introduction to the cure uh, by a mutant that they're-, they're using uh, leech is DNA to essentially isolate and you know get rid of the the mutant X gene, you know, permanently. And I was like, damn, like we can have some shit going on. Like, it- it's really going to change like the dynamic of the film. Because now there's a cure out there, and you gotta be careful that you know you basically gotta watch out, you gotta watch the the fuck out. So it was, uh, it was, it was, I thought it would have more tense moments like when first watching this years ago, and you know, not that many, but you know, when it was, you know, it was, yeah, but I don't know, just something, I guess I'm too too much of a stickler for the comics and and the cartoons, you know, that's why, because there's so much stuff that could have been fleshed out, but regardless, uh, we also get introduced to Beast, you know, the Cure, uh, Rogue has her, has her bit in the movie where she is, you know, she's tied that she can't be, and, you know, spend intimate time with, with Bobby, you know, Iceman. And she just essentially says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get the cure." And it it's 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 shit because Rogue does play a part in the comics. Like she she plays a huge role in, in the comic books and in the cartoon series, and it's a shame that they essentially uh, uh just ran her off. It's like. It, it, to me, it was like uh, it could have been someone else, but I, I understand. Like she's young, she wants to be able to be intimate and have a boyfriend, and, and you know, just enjoy being a teenager and whatnot, not having to put anyone in a coma. But I get it. But t- to me, it, it could have been. <clears throat> it could have been something. It could have been someone else. So of course, since this is. X-Men 3 last stand you know the main villain of course was dark phoenix and of course she comes back she's found by scott and she you know after sharing a kiss she kills scott so that's one one mutant in the in, in the corpse pile now and, of course, her powers can't be controlled, and of course, Logan is trying to help her, but he's naive to to the situation and even though Charles has tried you know to keep the the animal cage, and you know what happens when you you try to tame the wild beast, put him in the cage it's gonna come out even furious, much more furious so you know, that's what you got here, you know, manifest into that. And one thing I will say when Dark Phoenix's powers come out uh, in the course, in the movie, you see how uh, her hair turns really bright red, orange, and her face gets all just dark, like just like near her nose and just certain parts. Of her face gets really dark and and, and black, just you know, like in you know, Phoenix, like Ash, you know, just fire. That that's the representation. So that I was uh, like for this, it was pretty cool when just her eyes turn black, uh, versus when in the movie and in, in the Dark Phoenix movie, when Jean Grey summons up the power, you know, when the the Dark Phoenix power comes out she's like you see like split like her skin is splitting and you see uh red and and yellow fire you know underneath her skin so i think for special effects um 2019's version of dark phoenix just the the transformation looks cool but it's just something about x-men 3 Last Stands, Dark Phoenix, that looks much more scarier. Because while the special effects for uh, Dark Phoenix looks, you know, cool, you know, with the fire, the cosmic fire, the cosmic energy, it looks awesome. But I don't know, just, I don't know, just, I guess, because I, you know, seen it first, Uh, it looks, I don't know, it looks scary. But I could just take away from, from both. If you want something menacing, go towards X-Men 3 version of Dark Phoenix. But if you want something beautiful and, and, and cosmic, you go towards 2019's Dark Phoenix. And that was like one of the things that I noticed straight off the bat. Um, but yeah, this this film was just missing it was just missing something overall. I, I think that if this film had a better third act, or just a better, like, sequence, this um, this film, X-Men 3, would have been way better. But of course, you know, we're here now, and even with this adaptation, uh, this film didn't do it justice either. But yeah, like, there was just some, some things visually that I loved about X-Men 3, especially when uh, Magneto just... You know, lifted magnetically the San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh my God, I cannot believe I was about to fuck that up. The Golden Gate Bridge. He lifted up. That was really cool. Still holds up to this day because, you know, for, for all the crap that we give, you know, a lot of the X-Men films, and, and rightfully so, there's a lot of great moments, a lot of great scenes so we got to give it that but at the same time it's just so much it's just so much bad and it, it's a fortune it was a lot of it has potential a lot of the films have potential but the writing the, the direction it just went it went sour and I understand like there's always going to be issues like like it's easy to say oh well we can just they can just take this take info from the source material they can just Look at the comic books, they can look at the, the cartoon series, they can, you know, they can do all this stuff, but it's not, and there's always more to it, you know, not giving them any leeway or excuses, but a lot of time It's always, you know, certain directions that the directors and, and the film studios want. And in the future, again, with the Marvel, you know, with the rights you know, back the X-Men being returned to Marvel now that Marvel brought 21, uh, 21st Century Fox. So we will have better Marvel X-Men movies because these few, these batch were just hit and misses, just inconsistent, like, you know, high, high, low, low 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 high low low high low it's it's just really inconsistent and it's a reason why like this film and i'm going to talk about dark phoenix didn't do well there's a reason why like they had to do a reboot and they basically reset everything when they did uh days of future past which we'll be talking about shortly this it's again it's a big shame because uh, Days of Future Pass that had promise, first class was good, but it was just you know, it was a, a silent entry. And then with X Men Apocalypse, like it just shut the bed really, really bad. And no one's gonna clean it up, but maybe Marvel will in the future. So, yeah, speaking of reboots, that brings us to Days of Future Pass. So, this movie essentially uh, killed off the old cast and crew, and introduced uh, a new cast of X-Men, and essentially plays off of Days of Future Past, when Earth is ravaged by Sentinels, uh, hunting down mutants, and... Charles Xavier devised a plan to essentially go to the past and prevent Mystique Raven from killing, you know, Trask, the creator of the Sentinel program. Because when when she kills Trask, they capture her and they use her DNA to uh, further advance the Sentinel program. So instead of it targeting mutants, it can adapt to whatever mutants uh, powers are using. And they could just take those powers and use it as their own. And, you know, it was really bleak. The, the future set in Days of Future Past was very bleak. I think they did a good job playing off, even though it would have been cool to see a lot more, instead of just jumping to the pass, because it was a bit of a cop-out to me, but if they would have, like, played more into, like, had it, you know, had it lead up to that, and then in the next film, they would have had, like, not, well, not in the next film, like, halfway, they could have went to the past. but I understand, like, they needed to, you know, hurry it up, because majority of, of the story takes place in the past so i understood but it was just it was, you know just something i thought of but the movie was good overall you know had his had his good moments, has good points um introduced to younger versions of charles beast you know hank mccoy uh magneto mystique uh we got introduced to Quicksilver. Of course his uh his scene in the Pentagon was pretty dope. Like again, one of the best um uh, scenes in in Marvel history and movie history, you know I'm I'm reaching, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's uh it's pretty dope. It's it's really dope and uh again the movie had a lot of good moments, magneto lifting uh just the stadium and then you know surrounding it um surrounding the White House with it <laughs> and controlling the Sentinels even though the Sentinels to me they didn't they didn't look all that good to me. They just look kinda off putting I because they were, you know, exposed to sunlight. You know, they're out in the sunlight versus in the future it was, you know, dark so you couldn't really see them. So they look more menacing. But you know to each stone i i didn't like the design it looked kind of weird to me and yeah, they looked like toasters you know um and this th- they i guess they just made it too broken like oh let's just use mystique's dna so they can transform into and, and, and use you know their powers that was kind of like wonky cuz it's like like o how did... Like, I know... You guys know about Master Mode and, and the... And then the bass, like... It's just... It was so... It, while the film had its good points, it was just certain things that didn't make sense. Again, comic book nerd. Cartoon nerd. So, of course, I'm a nitpick a lot. But, you know, regardless, it is what it is. Um, I just... There's a certain things I had issues with, um, with the movie, uh, but just those things aside, I had a lot of good time watching the movie again, it was really dope, the movie was really good, I had a lot of good, I had lots of, like, flashbacks and lots of fun watching, you know, all these movies, even the bad ones, or oh, not not the really, really bad one, but, you know, even the, the not so good ones, and... You know, Days of Future Past. It's it's good. It's a good film my book. It did well. It reset the X Men timeline because it needed it. Now it may need it again because you know Dark Phoenix shit the bed. Uh, the same directors at the helm, so of course that's what you're gonna get. Uh, Boo hoo hoo. But yep. So we can move on to. From a really solid film in These Are Future Pasts, we can now go just one step further. Well, there's two steps because we got to go through uh, the, you know, go up, uh, without a paddle, by the way, Schutz Creek, that is X Men Apocalypse. And it's really sad to say that. Because while we can shit on things that aren't good until you know until our hair turns grey. Wait, I don't have any hair, you know, on my head, so Wah. uh It just sucks that uh this film had one of the most powerful mutants, you know, in, you know, X Men history and they just shut the bed on this. Like this movie was an abortion. You have fucking apocalypse, and you turn this film into an apocalyptic shit show. And there wasn't much that apocalypse was doing. Like he, he, the cool scene that he did when, while um Charles was using Cerebro Apocalypse got into his mind, you know, thank you for letting me in, and essentially controlled all the humans that were, you know, of course, in the military and fired all of the missiles and, and nuclear weapons up to the sky. So the world didn't have any any more weapons, no no more no more sticks, no more stones you know, no more swords, (laughs) you know, no more slings, no more superpowers, and no more film after watching this, because, you know, I love Apocalypse, but this film did not do him justice, so I was like, no more, like, please, like, Apocalypse saying, no more this, no more that, just no more of this film, please, just let this be over with, Lord, but you know, there's a lot of things that they just—I don't understand. Like you have the source material again, nitpicking, comic book nerd, cartoon nerd. I, I'm gonna keep saying this, but it was just so off-putting that with all the the resources that they had, they, there's no way that they could not they could not translate it into film. You know, they they had, he had the four, the four horsemen of apocalypse, uh, which end up, you know, it was no real threat. You know, it was no real threat when facing off, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the horsemen of apocalypse, there was no real threat. It didn't feel the stakes weren't high enough versus in X-Men evolution and in, and in the X-Men animated series on, on Fox Kids, you had more stakes. You had way more stakes. And it, it just, this did a, a film disservice. It really, truly did. Because uh, like they had everything there. And for some reason, they didn't have Apocalypse to do what he does best. And sure, a flashback scene, but it was a lot of him just talking, even though I love his speeches. I love, like, the way his his voice projects, and it changes optics, and and whatnot. But it just just didn't do this... I wanted more. I wanted more, I didn't get more, because what I got wasn't enough. So... And me just, just thinking back and like, wow, like this movie has so much potential. like I was hyped when at the end of Days of Future Past, we saw the little, little tease for Apocalypse. I was like, holy crap, we're going to get fucking Apocalypse. I was hyped. And then, of course, like reality, snap back to reality. No, reality storm. We were reminded that don't get your hopes up in life. Because when you do, you become very disappointed so god damn it (laughs) it's just just thinking about it it has got me like a little pissed off but you know we'll we'll most likely in a few like in a decade we'll have a full-fledged out marvel you know x-men cinematic universe will they'll be added to the mcu so you know we just gotta be we gotta be patient we got we got Iron Man, we got Captain America, Thor, Hulk. You know, we we have Black Widow, we have all these characters that have Thanos for all, for all. like we have Thanos. If we waited for Thanos for all this time, in, in the span of twenty one films, and we can wait a decade or so, or a decade or well, decade and a half, but two decades, uh, like the. The fans, you know, the fans my age will, will be, like, will be in fucking rocking chairs by the time we get we a full-fledged, you know, MCU addition to, uh, you know, a mutant addition to the MCU. We'll, we'll, we'll be in fucking rocking chairs. I'll, I already need a walker, so I'll probably need two walkers when I'm by the time, you know, X-Men will be in uh, MCU territory. So, ooh but yeah that being said you know let's get on with dark phoenix Uh, you know we talked about shitty x-men movies we gotta talk about the 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 shittiest of the shit even though like i said there were things it was something i enjoyed about the way that dark phoenix was presented when her powers manifested um when uh her skin is like breaking off and you see like Bits of the cosmic flame, uh, that was pretty cool. And the actor that played uh, Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix. Uh, she she grown on me, but I mean, like she was seeing like the right fit, but I don't know. It was just this film was missing something, and and one of the things I was missing was a Quicksilver scene. Like we we were teased by it, and we didn't get it and dark phoenix dispatch of him like likely split so was you know just a little spoiler that's like the only spoiler i'm gonna give you because besides a major character dying i'm not gonna like tell you who it is because i don't want to be a dick because the movie just came out but if y'all yeah, don't care you know you probably know who it is or whatever but just just the fact that um, that character was killed off, and it's like, well, they're going to reboot this again. They're, they're sure as hell going to reboot this because uh, this film had so many issues and it was pushed back. Its release was pushed back, and reshoots had to be done, retakes, a lot of issues. I-, I think this film was meant to fail, especially with Marvel. Well, Disney buying, uh, you know, the studio that brought you such treasures as X-Men, Origins, Wolverine, uh, X-Men Apocalypse, you know, (laughs) you know, shouts out to 20th Century Fox. So, uh, you know, shouts out to them. But, you know, with the killing of that character, they're definitely going to have another reboot when Marvel takes takes the reins back we we will definitely for sure see a, a you know reboot and well another reboot because we already had a reboot with days of future past so we're gonna have a second reboot just like with spider-man spider-man had the same issues you know they, they definitely had a you know original three spider-man movies with the trilogy and then with the uh you know, with uh, the amazing the Amazing Spider Man, and then now with uh, Spider Man Homecoming. So hopefully, Far Away from Home will be great. You know, because now that Marvel has rights to Spider Man, you know, with Tom Harlan at you know as being Spider Man, and he's done the the role well. So I hope that he does. This movie, this Spider-Man movie, Justice. I hope that when X-Men gets into the MCU, that it will do a, a service, and we will have a complete end. Oh, we, we can't forget about Fantastic Four. We, we they got to do something about Fantastic Four because, like, the Fantastic Four are fucking awesome, and they just like Hollywood found a way to fucking ruin it, like jesus christ they found a way to fucking ruin like so many franchises like holy crap but now that marvel you know has spider-man it has x-men we just got to wait you know a decade or two three six decades for x-men film but um it will hopefully they they will do they will do it justice but we just got to be patient and Spider Man, they they've done a good job. And now with Spider Man Far Away from Home, even though it was spoiled, thanks a lot. Because you know, even though you known that he was gonna come back, come on now. It was like, come on now, you gotta know that there was gonna there was gonna be brought back. Come on now, you to be like, oh my God, like how like, come on now, <laughs> comic books, you know, time travel, you know. But regardless. I sincerely hope these these films will do well. These franchises will do well. Like yeah, enough is enough. But yeah, Dark Phoenix. To to me, it was so many issues. Like I'm gonna watch it again. Cause it was just something. It was something off. It was something missing. It felt rushed. It felt um like they just phoned it in. Like, just the writers, they just phoned it in, and the actors just, they they had to go through it. They had no choice, and I don't begrudge them. I begrudge the the writing, you know, the the directors, because you can give an actor a script, and they could perform it and act it out the best they can. But if the writers writing shit and the directors are directing like shit, then you're going to have a movie that's just swimming in shit. And then the actors have to swim up shits creek without a paddle so i don't blame them entirely you know they they're you know they contract you know they're obligated by contract to do certain amount of films, so i don't blame them it's the shitty direction of the movies you know the shitty direction of the act of the oh god i'm going all over the place the shitty direction of the writers and the directors is not the actor's fault they done what they can. So I don't begrudge them in, in the slightest. But I again I hope in in the years to come that X-Men in the MCU will be a thing and that it will do them justice because they deserve it. Like X-Men is beloved by everyone and the fact that it's been like crap. It's it's been a it's been a disservice. It sucks. So if they get the Avengers, they got Iron Man, they got Thor, they got Captain America, they got Hulk. You know, you got Black Panther, you got Captain Marvel. Then we we should have X Men. We have Spider Man, so we we got Spider Man. Now we gotta wait for X Men, and we gotta wait for Fantastic Four, maybe when Hellfreeze is over, but you know, who knows? <laughs> Whichever one comes first. Maybe Hellfreeze is over before we get a decent uh Fantastic Four film. And actually I may do something Fantastic Four related, you know, just talk about like how like just the abomination. Like how how do those films turn out so bad. Like that's like something i want to find out like i want to you know i I do it for you i watch so you don't have to i put my brain through the stress so you don't have to because it's it's like horrendous but oof. so before i bring this episode to a close um what are your favorite uh x-men what are your favorite mutants You know, mines are, you probably figured out, one of them is Apocalypse, uh, Wolverine, Magneto, Storm, Deadpool, Juggernaut. Also, I didn't, I forgot to mention that Juggernaut was in, uh, X-Men 2. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, uh. Uh, X-Men, X-Men 3, apologies, apologies, yeah, he, he was in, he was in the third X-Men, and the actor portrayed him okay, but, eh, again, we get these, these characters recasted, and, you know, get their, their origins uh, fleshed out, that are, not just, just dropped in, you know, oh, just magically appear, you know, Hollywood magic, but, yeah, like, those are my favorite mutants, but, you know, with that being said, I'ma bring this episode to a close, thank you guys so much for, uh, putting up with me, putting up with my voice, as I talk Marvel, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, the good, the bad, and the ugly that is (laughs) the X-Men movie timeline, uh, if you want to if you're listening to this and if you're interested in listening to my other content please if you're so kind if links to my other podcast media uh hosting sites are in the description uh, below this then you can go to roomprimetv.com slash podcast that is roomprimetv.com slash podcast that is where you can obviously go and listen to my podcast on many different podcast media players such as soundcloud TuneIn, stitcher and i'll have ones for google play itunes spotify in the near future but i have just those few there so you can listen and of course i'll have links there will be links in in the website and on the description below all this so you can click away and discover you know the marvelous (laughs) uh you know, magnificence that is this lovely podcast here, and I'm saying that sarcastically, but all all jokes aside, all sarcasm aside, I do appreciate you guys listening, uh, tuning in, putting up with me, uh, listening all the way through, you're the best, you are the MVP, anyone to put up with me, you know, should get a fucking medal, (laughs) but uh, guys, like, not going to ramble on uh, long enough. Remember, tv.com slash home and runeprimetv.com slash podcast. And remember, I will have a call for action soon in the future and as well as the part two to the G4 slash tech TV two part documentary style podcast series that will be coming up. Later on this month. We're in the month of June. So expect this very soon. I'll give you guys details. And where you can find those details at. You can go to twitter.com. Slash Room Prime TV. Or just look me up. Search at Room Prime TV. Again that is. At Room Prime TV. And any questions you have for me. And the podcast. Send me an email. RoomprimeTV at gmail.com or runeprimetv.com slash contact. And you can contact me there and I will answer answer whatever you had to ask me. Uh, You know, send the thanks. And also, last thing uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, Spotify, what have you, please consider subscribing please consider rating and giving feedback. It's very important that I have uh, tons of feedback because the only way I can improve is by uh, the audience talking and you know giving their, their comments and concerns and conundrums. So that being said for myself, I'm going to shut the hell up now and get this recording out for you guys to enjoy and indulge and chew on at your leisure so with that being said i'm gonna shut the hell up now i bid you a farewell and adieu thank you guys